Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omerizami. Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami, and I'm super pumped to be here with Dr. Daryl Torkulis at Barbells and Burrs on Instagram. We are talking photography, GPR versus private practice, and the trials and tribulations of a new dentist. So I recorded this episode a while back and I realized I forgot to record the intro part. So we'll jump into the podcast now and we'll pick up where we left off. Actually, dental school, I didn't even really know. So freshman year of college, I didn't know what I was doing. Bio major, UC Irvine, you know, all the kids do bio, yeah. medicine. <laughs> I don't know which one. Um, and then what happened was it was a summer freshman year. Was that 2008? Um, I had a family friend and she was in the process of doing dentistry or application. And she was like, hey, uh, she's doing this trip. Hey, I need someone else. I need like an extra person to tag along. And I'm like, okay. So I tagged along. Uh, it was a medical and dental trip combined. So I was on the dental side. So this is like a mission trip? From there. Yeah, it's pretty much a mission trip. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, people are global brigades. Uh, yeah. Global brigades, they do not just dentistry, they have medicine, water, um, architecture and pretty much in third world countries. This one was in Honduras. So awesome. Uh, yeah. Honduras for a week and pretty much did dental care, dental work with uh, for three days. We had to bring in our own dentist. Didn't really, we didn't do the dental work. We assisted the dentist there because uh, you know the whole can't treat patients because we're not dentists. So yeah, <laughs> it's just a way to get in there, help around the community. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. Then after that, uh, decided dentistry. Uh, worked on the application the application part was was kind of funny (laughs) um so first i applied two cycles the first cycle i didn't know what i was doing because there was no handbook or anything like dentistry this is what you do uh apparently there was a book out there that had um all the stats of schools yeah the gpa average gpa where people were coming from my first time doing i didn't have that book the first cycle (laughs) first cycle i applied to 10 schools and I just literally got the piece of paper and clicked. I'm like, Oh, this school looks cool. This school <laughs> looks cool. Like, yeah. So I just click, click 10 schools. Next thing you know, I was like, Oh, I rejected. I'm like, okay. I was like, what was I expecting? You know? Yeah. Um, and then I had a friend I got in and he's like, this is what you should do. So he gave me the book, did my homework on schools. And this one was a lot more strategic. Uh, cost me a lot more also this one 28 <laughs> schools i applied to oh wow yeah yeah it was a lot of money 28 schools um fortunately i, I didn't have to retake the dat so yeah. that was good my DAT score was good but the schools that i applied to the first time was out of my range <laughs> you went for the um, top didn't you <laughs> oh yeah I was, the first cycle was like columbia harvard uh, <laughs> why not you know, dream big right so, it was huge um yeah. And then, so 28 schools, about six interviews, and four waitlisted. And then uh, the one school was Indiana University. Shout out to Indiana fans out yeah. there. Um, 
that took me. So I was waitlisted on them. And the cool thing about that school was they ranked me on the waitlist. So I was able to track where I was. Oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. Come March, I didn't even get in the first time. You know, December 1st, kids got in, found out. Um, around March, they got in. I got in. And I was like, you know what? The rest is history. After that, two suitcases and a backpack. I'm flying to Indiana, first day of school. Uh, four years there. So graduated in 2016. Following that year, I went to Ohio State University for a GPR residency. Yeah. And then after that, finished, moved back to San Diego. Yeah. So you've been in private practice for like about a year now, less, less than a year, right? No, no. Well, residency, one year. And then I just moved back. So like six months. Six months. Okay. Six months, so, like five months in private practice. That's so. awesome. Yeah, man, I had a similar, like, um, so obviously I grew up in Canada, so I, um, I moved away and I went to like, uh, London, Ontario. I went to Western, um, university from undergrad and, oh, uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I did like a, like sports, like a kinesiology uh, degree and, um, I wanted to do medicine like the whole time. So, uh, similar story to you. I, uh, so I applied for like med schools here and I got like waitlisted mm-hmm. and then the following year I applied again and I got waitlisted. And then, um, like, it's getting so common, like, so competitive now. People are like, doing like master's degrees and like PhDs. Right, and, like, right. I'm, like, man, I don't want to like waste time. Like, I really have no interest in research or anything. I just want to like do what I want to do. So, um, right. I started looking like overseas, like in the Caribbean and like stuff, like med school or yeah. like, um, I mean, like that's, a, that's a big trend too. Yeah, exactly. And in, uh, in Australia and stuff. So I applied for Australia for medicine, and uh, literally, like, I got the piece of paper for the application, and it was like MD, and then there's like a box for like DDS, and I was like, oh, I might as well take it. So I ticked it like, yes. Yeah. Oh, like, man. No, I didn't even do the like DAT. I just, I, luckily they accepted my like MCAT. And, um, so I get, I get my med offer. I, you know, I'm like happy. I like I reached my goal. I put my deposit down and then like a month later I get like a DDS offer. And I was like, Oh man, like, what is this DDS thing? Like, should I do dentistry? Like I like met up with my friend's dad and uh, we kind of talked through it and he's a dentist. My best friend's dad's a dentist. Right. Um, right. And he, he just said like, listen, man, like meds, like so overrated, just like do dentistry, like so much better. Like everything's like work-life balance. No, like, you, have, yeah. you have the opportunity to do business. Like, um, you're not going to waste time, like doing like three or four years of residency after like you can mm-hmm. like jump in and start working. And Unless I was you like, want to specialize. Exactly, man. Exactly. So I was like sold like over like a, a dinner, like at his house, I was like changed my whole like life trajectory. So, um, I ended up doing dentistry and I uh, got pretty lucky because yeah. I actually like, I do enjoy it and I do love it. So, uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that because uh, uh, an undergrad, I was working for an ophthalmologist. Yeah. He was teaching at USC, you know, and he was like, hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know what? Medicine or something. He he even told me, don't do medicine. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of doctors say that. Yeah. So the first thing I want to sort of uh, talk about, and I haven't really talked about it too much yet, like on the previous episodes, mm-hmm. um, the fact that you did a GPR. Um, so I want to see, right, like, right. was that something that, um, I know like in New York, for example, I've talked to a few people from there, like they have to do a, like a GPR or residency. Um, first of all, was it an right. optional thing for you or was it a mandatory thing that you had to do to get your license? That's like a, a bonus for me. So in California, you can either take the option to do GPR and then go back to California and practice. But the, the catch is you can only stay in California. Yeah. I wanted to keep my options open. So I also took the licensing for like the whole Western regional board okay. and so I keep my options open. But other than that, I just chose to do PR and they loved it, raved about it. And yeah. And then I just, I wasn't, re- and also the, I wasn't ready to move back home, uh, yeah. being out there, you know, experiencing life and actually 
feeling like an adult and being in school. Yeah. Like that was something I like, I was like, okay, like let's not go home. Cause once I go back home, I'm not leaving. Like San Diego yeah. is home <laughs> and, uh, move back home and I don't think I'll practice anywhere else. So yeah, that was that. So yeah, it was just a cho- personal choice. Um, I love the program, you know, um, I know some people, they always have the thing where it's like, oh, why, you could learn a lot more in private practice than in GPR. Um, looking back on it, and I, when I hear that, there is some truth to that. Yeah. Uh, right now in private practice, like learning the business side and doing all the, uh, you know, crown, same day treatment, that wasn't there in the residency. Residency was treating complicated cases, you know, a lot of patchwork, uh, yeah. a lot of surgery, sedation. And all that stuff. So two different animals. Um, and yes, I know some people can learn more. But when I came out of residency, I was I wasn't afraid to treat the first patient that came in. You know, uh, yeah. it was easy. You know, I mean, when you've treated a medically complex patients and then uh, patient walks in private practice, piece of cake. Um, yeah, two different animals, though. So that's great. Yeah. So- so if you, if you like sort of like zoom out and like overlook the whole thing now, looking back, um, would you think, is it worth it in the end? Do you think like getting that experience, like doing this? Right. Um, I'm or, the type of person that whatever's given to me, I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. One of us, we're going through it together. We're treating patients, experiences. Um, cause then after that, your real world private practice, it's like, all right, now things getting serious and now I'm switching gears to private practice and the business world. And that as before residency is like you go in, you do your work. Um, some days are long, but then day you have colleagues and you don't have to worry about so much because you're in residency yeah, and residency was pretty fun. I love residency. So that's good. I got no so, complaints there. <laughs> and it's good. I think, what do you think the most valuable uh, skill that you learn in residency would be? That's like applicable, like in private practice, like, is it the surgical side of things where you're like, you're comfortable, like maybe tackling some like wisdom teeth or like, just like, I think like maybe, um, like you sacrifice a bit of income for that first year. Right. So I want to see if it's worth like the, yeah, like everyone sure. talks about ROI, right? Like you're giving up some, you know, like maybe a hundred mm-hmm. grand of income, but are you gaining that much experience that you can come out of residency and like, um, do like broader, like scope of procedures because of it? Right. Um, so my residency was focused a lot on surgery and sedation. So the lot, the skills that I took home was IV sedation and doing a lot of surgery and not being afraid, you know, of getting in there, you know, yeah. uh, the rule of thumb there was if you touch a tooth, you're, you know, you're going to get it out. You're going to have to get it done. And yeah. so after a while you build the confidence, um, I'm not afraid to touch any tooth, uh, you know, except for some thirds that are complicated, but you know, that, you know, what you can and what you can do. Yeah. Um, towards the end of my residency, I tackled more thirds. Um, and so I got comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to give you like, so for my residency, um, per month on a paycheck, it was what, 2,500 a month. Um, Columbus was actually a nice city to live in pretty cheap. So yeah. it was affordable. Um, rent was a thousand and I had 1,500 to kind of for the month. Um, yeah. But some people don't like that. And you just have to kind of figure out what you want to do with the money. But it's residency, you know, you're busy, you're doing a lot of things. Yeah, no, so I think it's invaluable. And the IV sedation is pretty cool um, to have that. Yeah. Cause it, like a, the, the course itself, like, I don't know, I don't know how much it costs in the States, but like here, if, if you want to do the IV course, it's about like, like $20,000 for like start. Oh yeah. So, so like, that's pretty valuable in itself. Right. So 
Yeah, yeah. So like sixteen grand, I think I had a buddy go through. It's like sixteen grand. Yeah. Um, and no, it's it's very valuable because if a patient comes in, and so like in our office we do only oral sedation, so yeah. we give them Valium or Halcyon. Yeah. They can't tolerate that. Then we can pull out the IV sedation in our back pocket with the uh, intravenous sedation. So yeah. that's always there. Um, if huge. we can't get them, I'd love to. I'd love to get into that. But yeah. From what I've yeah, from what I've experienced, a lot of patients do really well with just uh, oral sedation for thirds. So yeah, okay. Know, I haven't had to use it. Yet. I got my license and everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I recently, uh, maybe like a couple months back, I got like my uh, moderate sedation like uh, permit, mm-hmm. uh, so I can do like mix of like oral sedation and like nitrous at the same time. Right. Um, so it's been good. I've I have I've done like a couple of cases where I've done like a couple of like full clearances and stuff under it. Um, and it's been pretty good. Like the patients, yeah. uh, they cuss you out like while they're, but then they wake up and they're fine. They don't remember anything. So it's good. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. They love it. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. I'd say sedation, get on sedation for you, uh, for the fans out there, even though you might not use it, it's just being able to have that in your back pocket to yeah. be like, you know what, this patient could benefit from it. Yeah. Um, you can treat a lot more people with that. So um, probably a lot more expensive in terms of supplies. Um, yeah. so that's where it gets tricky. And then how to run your office with that. I know like for our office, the main doctor, he does Friday's surgery. So mm-hmm. he has it worked out where it's just sedation and he times it, come in the office, take the pill, exactly. wait, um, about 30 minutes, they're in the chair and then you're good to go. So it's just a matter of time management for that. And that's where it gets kind of tricky. So I can understand why some patients or some doctors don't want to do that because yeah. then again, the return on investment in that, you know, two hours for like a third because then you're including time to do the sedation setup and everything, monitor and make sure they're okay to leave versus yeah. I can do RCT, root canal, core buildup, crown prep in that time and yeah you make a lot more so exactly and it's like my lower stress maybe than the procedure yeah for sure lower stress and uh, <laughs> liability and all that yeah man, but like i said residency you're not afraid to do anything that's so good. after that you're under the you're protected under the umbrella of the the hospital and stuff so it's yeah <laughs> i mean that's why <laughs> that's, that's man that's why i tell like um like every episode, I'm like, I tell dental students that they're listening. I'm like, just like screw up as much as possible in dental school. Cause like oh, yeah. the ramifications are like nothing. Like, <laughs> unless like you oh, get like a shit sure. grade or something, but like you're, you're, you're out there, like you're pushing the limits, you're pushing your own comfort zone and getting better. Right. So, um, yeah, it's sure. the best place to do it. hundred percent. No, so, and I agree. And even in private practice, like, yeah, I've messed up a lot more too. Just thinking like, oh, you know, like I should have done this or I should have done that. Um, and that just comes with it. Uh, yeah. the hardest part with that with messing up is just telling the patient you know and being like hey i did this wrong or like i messed up this is how i'm going to help you Mm -hmm. you know so yeah yeah. communication is so important man like i've uh, we've all been there right and especially like in our first year like there's there's gonna be times where you screw something up and you can't hide it you gotta you gotta be right for sure tell them that's cool man so you finished your uh, gpr and then you head home um Mm -hmm. talk me through like a little bit about like your like uh, job hunting and like how you got your position um, are you working like, what's your job situation now? Are you like an associate in one practice, like full-time or are you kind of bouncing around between a couple of offices or what are you doing? All right. Um, so start off with the job hunt. I started back in like January, February, earlier in 2017, emailed the guy. I was like, Hey, you know, if that off opportunity is still available. He's like, yeah, blah, blah. Like you shoot the email back and forth and 
So it goes silent for a while. Then around April, May, I get around an email saying, hey, um, all the spot's still open. We're ready when you're ready to come back. So he was pretty cool. Um, so I come back, do an interview. The, lo- the hardest, well, not the hardest part. I just had to wait when I came back because I had to take uh, the ethics exam in California. Yeah. And the crappy part about this was only the ethics exam had to take out like those prometrics, like official oh, yeah, testing test exams. So yeah, yeah. it was either Chicago. Yeah. It was either in Chicago or in California. And like <laughs> I'm in Ohio, I was like, I'm not going to drive to Chicago just to take a test and I'm yeah. going to be going home anyways. Mm-hmm. I had to wait. I had to do that, wait four to six weeks. So I started July, like August, first week of August. Um, at his office, so there he was pretty cool. Their brothers actually, and they were willing to wait. Um, yeah. And then the whole process after that, you know, it was good. The way the way I picked was they had um, similar experience. They went through dental school, and then they went through residency GPR. Yeah, and then and they're looking for an associate. Um, and then after that, that's pretty much it. It's pretty interesting how this model is, though. Um, so what? I'm pretty much doing is their workhorse. So yeah. like the, they pretty much do all the new patients and majority of treatment of hygiene. And then after that phase, um, they put them in my schedule of like this, this, like what the, whatever the treatment plan is. Luckily for me, I've only had a few instances where I would treatment plan differently. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that comes with, they, that just comes with, experience they've had more time versus coming fresh out of school you know it's everything's ideal so yeah i'm exactly. still applying that and for the most part they still practice that way too it's just maybe i'm not used to that yet or i haven't done enough work to see my work come back and be like okay maybe i understand why they do this so that's the hardest part because i don't have that much practice in the treatment planning part because they see the new patients and then um, they just fill my schedule. So every day I'm doing like crowns, uh, fillings, you know, SRPs. Um, I had to get comfortable doing cleanings again, profies, because, you know, like they'll just fill my schedule. So that's yeah. just part of the business. That so they, they don't, so. Um, you guys don't have like hygienists working in your practice? Oh, we do. So we have one hygienist full time this whole week. And then there's two hygienists every Saturday. Yeah. Um, but let's say like I have an opening on my schedule or like a patient cancels and then um, they want a patient, a patient comes in and is like, Hey, can I get a cleaning same day? So we can either do that same day treatment or, um, they have a system run where it's a recall system. It's like, Hey, you're, you're cleaning. Like yeah, we have this, yeah. opening, this, and this. So they'll just throw it on my schedule. I mean, it's cool. You know, I mean, I know that I have to better get, than doing nothing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that just gives me time to like practice like, Hey, you need like, when I see new hygiene, you know, you also do your hygiene checks. So that just gives me practice to do that. That's um, cool. but yeah. So how do they, um, how do they allocate work? Like, um, is there certain stuff that, uh, like, like you said, you're doing crowns and stuff, which is pretty cool. Cause a lot of times like the principal dentist will like keep crowns and just like hand, hand over like fillings right. and stuff. So how do they, how do they like determine like what comes to you and what they do? Or are they just focused on doing like, like more high yield, like implants and like stuff like that at this point in their career? Um, yes, it's kind of split. So there's three of us. Uh, one doctor does, he's pretty good in in oral surgery. So he does a lot of implants and thirds. Yeah. I don't work with him on that day because we both are similar, Mm um, the way we practice. So he's at the, so there's two offices we run. He's at the other office on that one. I practice with his brother and he did, uh, 
an ortho uh, continuum. So yeah. he's oh, yeah. pretty good ortho. So he do all the ortho stuff and the treatment planning. And I'll just pretty much do all the crowns, root canals, and everything else. The only thing I don't do is the maxillary third, like the maxillary molar endo. Yeah. Um, just because I take a little bit longer. And the other doctor who does the ortho, he actually likes doing that stuff. So like, yeah. I'll give that to him and he'll give me everything else. Okay. It's pretty fair split. That's pretty evenly. good. Really. It seems like a good setup. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good setup. Uh, and so I like it. I mean, I'm, they're keeping me busy. It's fine. You know, yeah. I've gotten a lot better with my crowns. I'll be surprised. I'm like, not that my stuff was good. And then, you know, I see their work and I'm like, oh man, I can, can be a lot better. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, my crowns are... I got in uh, for like my like I've been working so I like I, I graduated in Australia so I like went to Melbourne like I mentioned earlier uh, so our school years are a bit different so I graduated in December and by the time I got like my license and everything I started working like this past February so I've been about like ten months in and uh, for the first few months like I didn't get to do much uh, much crowns at all and then just this past like two or three months like it's been sort of like my case ex- uh, case acceptance is getting better and like I've been doing more and more and uh, yeah right. man like you realize like after you do a few and like the uh the stone model comes back from the lab and you're like man this is an ugly like mm-hmm. <laughs> ugly prep so it's like definitely yeah. a lot of room for improvement on those for sure um are so, you uh doing a lot of zirconias up there yeah i do a lot of zirconia so most mm-hmm. of my molars i'm doing zirconia i've done like a couple of sixes um with like emacs um but we don't have like a mm-hmm. in the office that i'm doing a lot of crowns like we don't have a seric or anything like that so we send it out to the lab anyways right um so i just yeah, yeah i mean i agree i like the lab better than Eric. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i've been doing uh yeah mostly for for molars um uh, mostly zirconia and it seems to be working like pretty well so far i've had some issue with yeah. like my uh my temporaries like they keep coming off so i don't know what's going on with that i gotta read up on it yeah and try and sort it up but <laughs> um, yeah, that's for another, um, <laughs> uh, that's good, man. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about like your, your Instagram page as well. Um, so I, I, I saw you had a cool post a while back and that's one of the, I think that's when I started first following you and sort of, um, messaged you is you had like a, uh, like a pile mm-hmm. of books that you're reading and sort of, uh, going through. So mm-hmm. a few of those, a few of those like stood out to me cause they're the ones that like I'm sort of, I've read or heard about or interested in reading. Um, especially like the tribe of mentors, right. uh, which I'm a big Tim Ferriss fan myself, uh, especially being a podcaster. Yeah. Now. Like I love that guy. Um, and like the side hustle books and like, seem, yeah, it seems like you're into like the mm-hmm. whole like startup side hustle thing. So what are you working on? What's brewing over there? Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, to be honest, like that's the thing that I'm working on. Um, let's see, like the photography thing. So yeah. I took that course. You saw me take that course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to get into that in good detail. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was pretty much a game changer. Like social media is where it's at, especially for dentistry when you're trying to separate yourself. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much showing your work and all that. Um, and with what I'm doing, I think I'm just trying to work on like how, like when I, so the plan is to be private practice, like to be an owner, um, that, uh, so my, so to go behind that really quick, uh, my dentist is retiring. She signed her lease um a few years ago and yeah that's a five-year lease so i think within the next three two, two to three years um she's gonna start bringing me in and start seeing her patients yeah so just trying to get in there's a lot of room for improvement in her office so i'm just trying to figure out you know how to change it up and bring it up to date she's pretty old school she just started doing a little bit more digital stuff yeah um 
But I think that, you know, just working on that, trying to get ready for that. Um, hopefully I can kind of transition that new or that her practice into up to date um, technology and stuff. Um, the whole Instagram stuff, you know, I'm just working a I just did that and called back in like dental school. I didn't know what to do. Like there's, I love fitness. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was like, Hey, let's do something dentistry. Um, <laughs> so it's like a kind of a mix. I haven't found my niche yet. And I'm, yeah. that's like the past weekend. That's when I learned like, you know what, like it'll come and they'll just come to me. So I just got to yeah. put out good content, you know? And I think the whole focus there is just to connect with my audience, regardless of who it is, you know? as me as a dentist so that's for fellow colleagues and then yeah. as a human you know just like and everyone else um and uh yeah that's pretty much it and then the whole self-help stuff like man i'm into that stuff that's like i eat that up, man. I, 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 live, I, I like breathe that stuff like all day like i love it yeah but not even just dental stuff it's just anything that i can consume and like you know better myself i'm with i'm averaging two to three podcasts a day turn it on i'm like okay Maybe yeah. it's a little, maybe a little something that's inspirational, like exactly. to get me going. And then on the way to work and on the way, on the way home from work, it's like a something dental related. It's like, all right, like, let's see what I can learn today about this dental business. And then whatever I can get my hands on, um, that's pretty much just consume. And then the books too. I mean, I have a pretty good library. I um, mean, haven't gone through like most of the books, so <laughs> I just need to get crack it on those, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing that's how that stuff just helps you know just trying to get better and especially with dentistry where you know we're always learning i think that's where it comes from the education and then the dentistry part's the easy part yeah you know um anything else besides that um how to run a business how to present yourself um how to treat others how to communicate um i think that's where you can attract you know the clientele that you want yeah so i feel like if you work on that they will come. All right. Um, but yeah, man, like we were talking about, um, I'm a huge fan of that um, self-help uh, stuff as well. Uh, what podcast mm-hmm. are you listening to? Like non-dental? So non-dental, uh, let me look through my podcast real quick. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I got Tim Ferriss on there for sure. Um, shout out to Jocko Podcast. I don't know if you know the... I haven't heard that. What is that one about? Um, Jocko, he's like a Navy SEALs guy. So he's all about the art of discipline. Oh, nice. That's really good. Um, so, yeah, he, um, he talks about that, you know, being disciplined, that um, ownership, owning everything that you do. Yeah. Especially when you come to dentistry, like you can't blame anyone but yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, you have to accept what you do and everything that you do, you know, even yeah. though you might feel like you have to blame someone or feel like it's someone else's fault. At the end of the day, you are something responsible for them. So you have to figure out what that is and come to terms with that. Um, and then the Joe Rogan experience, you know, he's pretty Classic. good. He's a pretty yeah. good, yeah, he's a pretty good podcaster. Um, and then I got some fitness things. Um, other than that, that's pretty much, pretty much it. Gary V. Oh yeah. I was yeah. going to ask you about Gary V. Do you listen to his stuff a lot or? Um, I try to, uh, you know, put it on there. Uh, he's pretty good. I mean, there's honestly not so much like he's on the bottom like on the back end of my stuff, but I feel like yeah. I should. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause I mean, I've, um, sorry, I listen to a lot of audiobooks as well. Um, mm-hmm. just cause I, like, I, like you, I drive a lot to work. Like I drive about like 12 hours a week, like back and forth, like, um, to work and everything. So, um, yeah, definitely oh, podcasts wow. and audiobooks. Like I'm a huge into audiobooks recently. 
Um, so I, I listened to his right. um, his book, um, Ask Gary Vee. Has like previous, he has a new one coming out soon too, but the one, his previous book. Um, and it's really, it's like Upper Alley, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I think you should check it out if you're into like the whole social media thing, marketing and and uh, building right. a personal brand and everything. Um, he's pretty, uh, he's pretty big into that space and uh, has a lot of good insight. So it'll be good to check out. Um, but yeah, it's funny because like one yeah. of his, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of his things that he always says was like, why listen? Like you know, like he doesn't like. I remember him saying he doesn't read books, you know, yeah, or doesn't do any of that. Why? Because he's like, I'd rather have you take action. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I like that. Listen like to him, but it's like, ah, you tell me not to listen to you, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's cool, man. I, um, yeah, him and Tim Ferriss, like I, I, I dig their stuff, and uh, uh, Tim's like a bit more like he goes deeper into his, and I like I like his like long form uh, interviews. Like he sits down and talks to someone for like an hour and a half or two hours, um, and I dig that because I think yeah. it's like you get a good, um, you learn about that person like in a deeper level, and you you get their insight, and he right, you know, right. interviews like pretty influential people too. So it's good to um, have those ideas like always floating around in your head, right? So oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, with the Instagram thing, I, like you said earlier, like it is huge and especially for dentists. Um, it's so cool that we have this community. Um, and I, I keep saying it on every show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so uh, awesome how quickly things like grow as well. If you're like, you know, following it up and putting the work in, things seem to be escalating mm-hmm. pretty quickly. So um, if you're willing to put in the work, I think you can you can grow your page and, 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 and go with it because there's different things you can do. And like a lot of pages are more so mm-hmm. like marketing for patients, right? So you're, you're building, right. Up. Right. So, yeah. So you want to attract a certain clientele. So you sort of gear your content towards that. Um, and others like, like what I'm trying to do is just, you know, like reach out to other dentists and build those relationships, um, uh, just mm-hmm. for the podcast and for down the line, you know, in case anything uh, evolves from what I'm doing here. So, um, that's good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean that social media stuff, like you got to keep at it and yeah. sooner or later, something's going to click. And then next thing you know, you're like, shoot, I have something here. Yeah. And then you got, just got to ride the wave with that. Um, and it's just about connecting with your audience, you know? So I think once you kind of figure out what that is, and once I can figure out what that is, I don't even know <laughs> what it is yet. It's like, all right, then you have a certain following. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. You know, you just go with that. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, it's cool, man. Like it takes time. Like um, I had this idea of like, I mean, you've only been working for like, what, four months now? You said you, you're going to. Yeah, four to uh, six months. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like early days, right? You're still trying to like get your, you know, get your feet under you working and then, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of start to brainstorm a little bit. Um, I was yeah. the same way. Like I knew I wanted to do a podcast and I kept like procrastinating for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and then I finally, I was like, just offered us some drinks with some, uh, some buddies from high school and they're like, man, just like mm-hmm. do it. If you want to do it, just do it. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll get onto it. Um, yeah, you just gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, there's no, there's no, uh, like there's no way around it. Right. Like everyone's just like waiting for like yeah. some perfect opportunity or like, some magical sign that like they should go for it. But I think you just got to mm-hmm. like put pen to paper and then hopefully things uh, follow suit and yeah. go from there. Good stuff, man. So uh, let's talk about this photo photography course that you took. Um, I was following you guys. Um, it seems like you were there and also um, like uh, Brian was there from uh, SF Dental Nerd. Um, yeah. So both, did you guys like, do you guys know each other from before? Or you just like randomly met up there? No, funny, funny story was uh, I was on Instagram and I didn't know, like I followed him before. Yeah. And then I signed up for the course. And when I found out he signed up for the course, I was like, Hey man, like I'm going to be coming up. Like, where are you guys staying? Yeah. You know, I was like, Hey, staying at the, uh, I think the Hilton in uh, my class. He was like messaging and 
he was like, hey, we're coming down the lobby. And then when I introduced myself, I was like, Daryl. And he was like, he kind of stuttered and was like, what, what? And I was like, oh, barbells and burrs. And it's amazing how like we connected through Instagram. Like there's a bunch <laughs> of other people too, like tech. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was a big one. And then, you know, those three guys who um, taught the course, they were phenomenal. Uh, Dr. Adamo, Dr. Jesus, yeah. and Dr. Aguiar. That's awesome. Um, great stuff. So great. It's stuff that they presented to really genuine guys. Um, so yeah, it was pretty much like a social media kind of get together yeah. <laughs> of anything. Yeah, I saw. I was pretty jealous. I'm like, man, I wish I was there. Like these guys are having a good time, learning like good stuff. So, um, what the so it was a photography course, like how to take pictures, or was it more, um, or or also like how to incorporate it into like your everyday practice? Uh, it was both. So the first day was broken down to how to take the pictures. Um, so we went over, um, the lens yeah. and pretty much, I mean, I think you sent us a picture, tagged me and Brian on a picture of your, your camera lens, right? The 100 millimeter. Yeah. 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 So I just that's got pretty that. much the yeah, standard lens that, that yeah. they're like, that's the only lens you're going to use for dentistry. Uh, so, <clears throat> and then we talked about different flash systems. So I don't know what kind of flash you have, but their main focus, uh, was on, um, the twin yeah. flash setup. Um, I have a ring flash, so uh, twin flash. Okay, yeah, I yeah, just picked yeah, up yeah. A ring so flash ring too. flash. Yeah, you know, some of them like it, some of them don't. Um, it's just a matter of how you use it. Um, ring flash. So yeah. ring flash. Um, it's direct light, so it's a lot harsher on the teeth, but it's easy to use. You know, pull out your bag. You know, a couple seconds, you're set up. The uh, yeah. the twin flash. What they use, you got to have a little bracket. You know, and then you have to set up and mount more technical in terms of like they get really yeah. creative with bounce the light off using uh diffusers and creating certain effects with the teeth um so that is pretty cool oh, yeah. so i mean it just depends on what you want to do with it um and then after that it all comes down to your lens so uh, your lens is pretty much important for the quality of the pictures um i have a 40d so it's pretty pretty old but the lens is what makes it work in my flash so and then yeah so do you have the uh do you yeah, have the 100 yeah, meter yeah. macro as well yeah, is that what you, macro. you picked up or um and then uh my flash yeah. setup is a ring flash also so yeah so uh what settings are like are they recommending because um i mean obviously like I, I don't have like a really strong background in photography or anything like i had this uh camera from before um, but just like for like whatever, like family events and stuff, I would just take pictures here and there. Like, right. and, like I wouldn't like, I, everything would be like fully automatic right. settings. Like I didn't really adjust it much. Um, so I mean, obviously I did some reading and like, you know, different recommendations on like the, like the ISO and like the, um, and like the different types, like the white balance and all that. But like what, uh, so do you remember like what, what settings they recommend for like, basically like, um, so like a startup um, pack so for so the iso pretty much is standard 100 uh 100 iso um where yeah. it gets tricky is your shutter yeah. speed and your f-stop and that's where you got to yeah. kind of play around with and they have different setups for like are you doing just close-up teeth or are you doing like the full portrait um from or portrait yeah. or like uh the uh, shadow boxes, like, you know, you could put a model and then black backdrop, take pictures of that. From what I remember. Yeah. 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 So I, those, yeah. from what I remember, um, 
Uh, and don't quote me on this. I have to come back and uh, we can give it to your followers. But I think so when we were doing the uh, backdrop, yeah. like the little models and stuff, you got it was like between 22, like 18 and 22 for the F stop. And then I left everything else at 100 ISO. Yeah. Um, and, and at 100, mm -hmm. I forgot what the other setting was. Ah. Um, but they're pretty similar. It wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't too far off. It was pretty much a few clicks here and there with the F stop and then you're good to go. Where it comes down to is also your flash. So like if you have a mm -hmm. high flash, very strong flash, your shutter speed, you might want to like kind of increase that, make it a little bit faster. Cause if it's a little slow, you know, it might be too much light. So you got to kind of adjust. Yep, so it's pretty cool. In, yeah. You got to adjust, you know, okay. adjust on the fly and like after a while, like during that day, like yeah. it was tough at first in the morning. We were like, ah, oh, crap. Like, do I increase the shutter speed? Do I slow the shutter speed? Do I increase my flat? <laughs> it's like so many factors. Yeah. But then after that, it becomes natural. You just start moving things. And you're like, okay, you take a picture. Okay, take a picture. And then that's what you want. Um, so you just got to like, kind of play around with it. I'm still playing around with mine. I'm taking a few pictures this past week, just trying to get back into the groove. Um, the key also with yeah. the photography, of course, what they said is perspective. So like, um, I learned mm -hmm. when I take my pictures, I have my patients laying down now flat and I go over the head and I pop. Yeah. And then oh, really? you have to angle. Yeah. So it's easy. Cause oh, you know nice. how you're trying to like set them up and you got to climb over the chair and then it's like, yeah, laying down. And then you just got to kind of like, you have retractors, clear retractors, by the way, um, um, helps. And then like mm -hmm. the, the trick yeah. though is with the perspectives. So it's like, they're laying down. Right. Um, you got to get at the angle where it kind of has that yeah. curve of speed, that smile that you like. Um, and then when you take that picture, you take that because <laughs> you don't want a flat. Like if it looks like a straight flat, like arch, that's not natural. So there's, you take it with the angle, yeah. a little curve. And so that can be the tricky part. And they got mounts, they got everything. Okay. They, uh, you know, pretty, they have their own setup in their office. Not quite there yet, but I think for the most part, you know, yeah. Yeah. It will come though. And then, you know, you just gotta get so did they give you like any, um, so, so like in my situation, so I, I got the camera mm -hmm. last week and I got the ring flash. Um, so this past week, um, you know, I sort of brought it into the office. I'm like showing the assistants and like, so I, I want to like the office that I'm, I'm sort of incorporating this is right. like a smaller practice. It's not like super busy. Um, but I'm pretty much like, like when I'm there, I'm the only one mm -hmm. there. So I, I sort of like see patients like start to finish. Um, like I do my own like new patient right. exam and then I treatment plan and I kind of follow through. Um, so like it's, it's not busy enough that I still have like, I can make the appointments a bit longer and I can like mm -hmm. take my time to like figure this stuff out. Um, so I'm trying to like see if there's any like actionable tips that they gave you guys, like how to, um, like incorporate it into right. the, uh, into the practice, how to get like your assistant on board, um, and like how to get the patients on board with like consent or, um, and all that stuff. So if you have any of those tips, that'd be pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I know we talked about flow, but uh, let me get back to like the whole yeah. consent thing. Um, from the big, the biggest key that I got was just yeah. do it. Just act like it's part of the uh, the whole treatment plan, you know. And I feel like I have to, I probably have to double check, but the consents for that in my office. But I just take yeah. the pictures, you know, and then I'll show it to them. So I just I just act like it's part of the the treatment, you know. I'll take a picture here and there, like for example the. Uh, cosmetic or was it the bleaching yeah. I did the other day like pre-op I took a picture and I was like this is just part of it so that you know we can maintain and see it in progress um, and then the workflow 
I remember they were discussing, you know, like the best way to do it is have your assistants kind of do it. But at the same time, like you want to be the one doing it. <laughs> so I guess maybe an extra five minutes. To, once you get down your yeah. setup, you know, and consistency, it's, it should be, it should take like five minutes minimum. You know, it's like there's six, they had six main yeah. pictures that we talked about, but everything that we talked about was on the American, it's based off the uh, American Associ- uh, American Associ- Association of Cosmetic Dentistry. So like the 12 pictures that you got to take yeah. pretty much. So that's what so this is like, they um, do. Is but they for like new patients or is it like a frontal, like a left buckle, right buckle, like occlusal, is that type thing or? Yeah, yeah. And that's what they do. That's what we were discussing yeah. for like the accredit- accreditation mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but they have a, they said they take like, what, at least six. So like they got the, the smile, you know, they got the lateral, the buckles, and then occlusal. Yeah. Occlusal, so what, four or five. Yeah, so about six. You got the smile and then like the full face. So, um, and that's pretty much it. And then usually like, so what happens is your new patient walks in and then usually it's the assistant doing the face, like the, um, yeah. the portrait. So, and then you can go ahead and finish with what you need and i do you do uh intraoral photography in your yeah, office because that i mean that could help a lot you know just in terms of showing yeah exactly on. so we have um so every new patient that we have um pretty much i think in all my offices like um they'll do like the full mouth series like radiographs and then they'll also pretty much take a like, photo of every tooth like intraoral mm-hmm. camera um so that's why i wasn't sure because we already have like the intraoral okay. obviously the quality is like yeah. much different to like um, you know, what we can get with like our macro lens. So I wasn't sure how to right. like incorporate the camera on top of like the intro oral photos that we already do. Um, so yeah, I need to, I need to sort of work mm-hmm. that. I got my, my initial thought was, I feel like, if yeah. anything, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I, was saying, I was saying is like, my initial thought was maybe, um, I'll just keep the camera like in my room for treatments and I'll just take pictures of my procedures just for like my Instagram page or whatnot. Um, not so much right, for like, right. you know, uh, getting case acceptance or, um, or like dental records type thing. Um, uh, but I think, right. And I think that's, I mean, they, so you could go about that two ways, you know, like the portraits yeah. and all that. Um, but for like, if you're doing cosmetics for sure, you know, like you want that, that high end, like to show them the detail yeah. and everything. But I agree with case with, uh, with your procedures easily, like in between patients or while they're waiting for the patient to get numb, you know, I almost have a picture of this before picture. Yeah. And then, you know, finish your prep, yeah, two seconds. As long as you get it right, I think the hardest part too, or the key part is getting your assistant and having them learn how to hold the retractors yeah. the right way. And once they know how to do that, you can just go ahead and like set the retractor mm-hmm. and then you can just like start clicking yeah. away. Um, and yeah, it doesn't take much time. I think the patients would actually appreciate it. You just got to do it and be like, hey, you know what? Like this is for record. I want to see what's yeah. going on. Keep track of my work. No, I think that's cool. I think it's exciting. Like it's a, it's a fun new addition to like my like work life now. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm excited right, to like yeah. play around with it and get a bit better. Um, and it's inspiring too. Cause like you see, like you see so much like, like a fantastic photography on Instagram, like from other dentists and like, mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of like, it's kind of motivated me to like try and do better work and like take better pictures and, and share that. Cause like, like right now right, I just right. like, I pretty much use like either the intro oil camera and like just post that picture, which is like terrible quality. 
Oh, or, like yeah. in, or in the <laughs> odd sure. cases, like I'll just like use my iPhone if possible and like I'll take a picture. And that just looks like really, yeah, just looks like really unprofessional to the patient. <laughs> I, I always yeah. say, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, oh mean, I forgot my camera today. So I just got to use my phone and be like, oh, like, it's fine. Yeah. And sometimes we get lazy, you yeah. know, it's like, uh, do I really want to bust on my camera and take <laughs> this, but do, the extra like, minute or two, it's, yeah, it's worth it. It's a clunky yeah. piece of uh, equipment. So take care. <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Thanks a lot for, uh, for coming on. It was, uh, it was awesome to talk to you. I like your energy and I like, uh, sort of what you're doing and I hope, um, you know, you keep growing mm-hmm. and I hope you find a, a direction with your, uh, bar- barbells and burrs, uh, page. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, it's just out there. It's all like. <laughs> Just trying to figure out what to do. I mean, it's hard because like I try and do fitness, but at the same time, like I don't want to have someone. It's hard to take videos of yourself yeah. at the gym. No, you just got. I think there's like the hump. You just got to. You, you got to be that guy, right? You you got to just do it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> man, I'd like I would like. Oh shoot! Like, and usually there's like if I had a workout yeah. partner, you know, like it could happen. But like I'm always yeah, usually working out by myself because yeah. I get home at like yeah. seven, go to the gym around mm-hmm. eight, you know, and it's like, man, like. I don't want to be that guy set the tripod or like <laughs> mount it somewhere, take the picture, or get the GoPro video, going. and then go back and then, yeah. So I might have to, you know, just like I said, just yeah. gotta do it. But I think what's your, so what? Like, I mean, I like brainstorming and stuff because I like, guess something I'm pretty like passionate about. Um, so you know, like uh, there's like the the yogi dentist, like she's like doing pretty well right now with her page. Uh, oh so yeah, like yeah. She's, she's actually coming on the podcast in a few weeks, so it'll be interesting to talk to her and see where she hopes to go with her page um but like are you would you want to create like a like a general mm-hmm. fitness page or like like a fitness like it'd be cool. i feel like it'd be cool because like no one's done it to like create like a like a fitness page like for dentists like how to stay fit as a dentist how to like like core strength yeah. like around the I, shoulders you know like that kind of thing to like work that stuff out i think that'd be pretty pretty cool idea or like to help with like yeah. dentistry i mean like niche, i've thought niche. about that yeah. so like so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just to help dentists, like, hey, like, you know, like the whole round and back. We got that dentist. I don't know if you heard of angle neck. Have you seen dentists like instead of using indirect vision, they always yeah. try to go direct, that yeah. kink in their neck. Have you seen those? <laughs> like so, you know, stuff like that. Um, so you might actually have something there I can probably use. I just gotta figure yeah. out how to use it. Um I'm pretty I'm I'm into the whole weight Olympic weightlifting yeah. stuff, so I got to figure out how to and, uh, incorporate Like it's more work, so. but there's no reason why you can't have like separate pages, right? So you can kind of, I guess, do, do a bit of each. Right. Yeah, no. And I feel like that's also like, I've had, that's like my personal and like, I guess, dental yeah. page. So like, I also like struggle with like, do, should I separate myself, my personal life with the yeah. work? I have that. Like I have, like I have one that I have like, you yeah. know, cause I want to show both sides. Yeah. Like that. I have my own like personal one that I've had since like, like for the past, like, you know, seven, eight years um and i used to like when i was in mm-hmm. dental school i would post like my tooth pictures on there and like a bunch of people weren't happy to like right. like I'm, i wake up and i'm like scrolling through like seeing puppies and like cupcakes and then there's like a random like bloody tooth on the tail like, i don't <laughs> want to see that shit. <laughs> um so yeah, i started a separate one but uh yeah i think i think that's a good idea i think you can like se- separate it up and then kind of grow both and, and see where it goes okay uh, all right up, man. yeah for sure i'll 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 Take that, take that up on you and then I'll yeah, yeah and there's no, like I, I, I mean with even with this podcast like I've already like I feel like I've like pivoted like a couple times like within the podcast and like um like I'm introducing like this like uh the dentist of Instagram series right now uh because I because like uh-huh. I mean there's so many podcasts out there and I'm trying to like differentiate myself somehow um so yeah I, no I, and that's the key it's yeah like, exactly so I think like I want the podcast to be like tightly intertwined with like Instagram so like more like pretty much all the guests mm-hmm. are from Instagram um 
most of the listeners are from Instagram. So I think, I think it's, it's becoming something. So I'm excited to see sort of where it goes and uh, hopefully it keeps growing and, uh, and, and we'll go. Yeah. I mean, you have something here or it's like, you know, new yeah. dentists. So like when you target new dentists, like not, a, I came back to San Diego. I'm like, where's all the young yeah, professionals? Man, like, and that was my, that's also like the main reason was like, yeah, like, so I graduated in Melbourne and I like come to Canada. I'm like, I have no dental friends. Like no one to like grab a beer with and like yeah. talk like, oh man, I had like a shitty, like we can out today. Like it was a rough day or like, there's no one to like talk to like about that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, that's why like hopefully yeah. this, uh, this podcast like fills that void a little bit. Yeah. And it's amazing how social media nowadays, especially yeah. Instagram can connect. It's people, so, so good, know, man. So. I love the community and, uh, there's great people on there and they're always there to help you out if you got questions and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's a yeah, golden for sure. age for that type thing. So we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Awesome, buddy. Awesome. Thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, stay in touch and hopefully uh, in a few months we'll, we'll touch base and see it. how you're going, okay? All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thanks for no having problem. me on. Take care. Bye. All right, take care. You too.